Let's do a show. Attention. The movie guys love movies. Any comments about our plans to clone Ted Knight and Rodney Dangerfield so we can create our own theme park are purely a really, really good idea and achievable in our own time. Isn't that right, Caddyshack World? You'll get nothing and like it. <laughs> At Jurassic World, Shmurassic World, I say, let's get Caddyshack World open. Right? I'd go to Caddyshack World. That'd oh be a Oh, my hoot. God. That would be a Cinderella story if we were to create <laughs> Caddyshack World. Yeah, I don't want to go to the Caddies part of it. You know how, like, in a Disney, they'll have the part for the kids, and then they'll have the Space Mountain part? If they had a Caddyshack World, and they had the um, Caddy World, I just wouldn't bother to go there. The I'd... Caddies having sex and being awful. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. We got to cut right to... Bill Murray. Bill Murray. And also Chevy Chase. Yeah. I'd go hang out with him and all the girls but in tennis outfits. those two sections are on opposite ends of the park. Yeah, one's like... You can't... No. <laughs> you go to the one right See, that was away. a reference because they hate each other. Oh. <laughs> you go to the one side right away, and then if you have time, yeah. you go to the caddy side. Hey, and, and yeah. you know, unlike a lot of theme parks, the Coke is only 50 cents, even though That's, some people <laughs> won't pay 50 cents for no Coke. And welcome you to don't the, know that reference? Oh, yeah, yeah, I know it. I got it. Welcome to the sense for no Coke. Well, then you don't get a no Coke. Hey. <laughs> hey, it's the Movie Showcast, everybody. Part of the vast and sprawling movie guy's empire. I'm sick of sleeping with these insipid Manhattan debutantes. Nothing shocks them anymore. You've reached ground zero for all things movies and comedy. We bring the two together right here on our show every week with jokes, rants, sketches, characters, bits, special guests, and more as we broadcast from the Admirals Club in the heart of Burbank Airport's flyover zone. They don't stop making movies, so we don't stop making comedy shows about movies, which means you can get a new show every week on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Vimeo, YouTube, Player.fm, TuneIn, and of course, TheMovieGuys.net. Absolutely free. And we encourage you to subscribe, especially at iTunes, like and share uh, posts, whatever you got to do, because you can take advantage of all that stuff and still no charge. Mm. Now, uh, that sounds far more expensive than no charge. <laughs> nope. Believe it or not, you right? can do all of those things. For free. And wow. you don't need a Groupon. No Groupon necessary. <laughs> wow. We're also on WBAD.net Fridays at 4 p.m. Free. Oh, because <laughs> wow. I was reaching for my checkbook. Internet, internet <laughs> radio. You have a checkbook? No. Internet radio. Thanks Friday. for calling that out, Karen. I have a checkbook. <laughs> and I, I don't think I've bought new checks in years. Oh, I bought a God. check two days ago. Isn't that funny? I love it. How else am I going to buy groceries? <laughs> uh, my check. My checks are two addresses back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, search if the uh, search the movie guys. I, mean, I feel the need to explain this more thoroughly for check checkbookless people who are, or check checkbook people. Millennials who don't need know, to know how computers is. work. Don't worry, they don't know what it is. The movieguys.net, You type it into the top of the computer. Our show comes out at the bottom. Just don't give your credit card to the internet. Right. So go to Google, Yahoo, or Bing. Bing. And we come right up. I'm your host for the hardest working comedy show in the airwaves, Paul Preston, here with Bart Caius. I'm sorry, is the Colonel's underwear a matter of national security? <laughs> Adam Witt. <laughs> 50 bucks the Smales kid picks his nose. And Karen Volpe. <laughs> it's a sweater! <laughs> and we're joined all show long by an actress and writer who was reference. a staple at the Second City in Chicago back when Karen, Adam, and myself uh, lived there. Mm -hmm. We're thrilled to have her here with us yeah. in Los Angeles, Ruth Rudnick. Yeah. You didn't come all the way from Chicago today, right? You're, no, you I live in. Live, okay. I live here in Los Angeles. Okay, because Paul made it sound like maybe you had made the trek. Yeah, and you blew the big. I felt like we were hot shots there for a second. Oh, flying guests. <laughs> no, we're not flying guests. No. 
Uh, Ruth has been uh, kind of stopping here today, and we'll goof on all the big movies, is what we do, right? And there's uh, one big release worth talking about this week, and I think you all know what that is. Get ready to party like it's 1993. Every time we've unveiled a new attraction, attendance has spiked. That was awesome. Corporate felt genetic modification would up the wow factor. They're dinosaurs. Wow enough. That's oh. a good line. I kind of agree with that. I love the idea that that we're 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 getting bored now of dinosaurs. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine a, a Jurassic Park full of people on their phones? And uh, it's just like, oh whatever. Back to Angry Birds, everybody. Well, it just it just dawned on me because this is the first time I've just listened to the trailer. I mean, this is the first time I realized. Oh, movies used to have great scores. Yeah. Like, what were we just listening to? Remember? Now that's replaced with. Which doesn't have, you know, I mean, I guess we know how it goes because we've heard it so many times, but it's hard to sing it when you leave the theater. And now the love theme from Jurassic World. Trailers be noisy. Oh, I think Ruthie just cowered. That was a little frightening. Ruth, are you a trailer watcher? <laughs> I did. I for this, I watched all the trailers, oh, including good. him doing that little dance. Oh, you know, oh wow! Nothing guy wrong with did that. A whole little dance. Yeah. Yeah. But in general, Chris do you watch? Pratt. I do at yeah. the at the movies. I mean, I don't I don't go searching them out, but I, right. I on the, at the movies there are trailers before the feature, <laughs> and I sit there. She knows her movies. She knows her American traditions. I have been there. <laughs> but speaking of Chris Pratt, has anyone else noticed this? Uh, he's gorgeous. I yes. guess. Yeah, I guess he's a good-looking guy. Um, but he, there, there's this there's this GQ GQ cover of him where he looks just like Paul Rudd. Oh wow! Has anyone oh, else no. Google this shit, man? There you would. Weird. Yes, you would That's like. That's a how... compliment for Paul Rudd. But these guys look nothing like each other. No, and true. somehow, <laughs> the lighting I'm uh-huh. quoting, the lighting was right so that they look like. You, you That's t- like the old uh, the Martin Sheen bit where, and this this is true when you think about it. Emilio Estevez and Charlie Sheen don't look like each other, but they both look like their dad. Some yes. <laughs> I've always wondered this about. Yeah. Um, I have a friend who looks a lot like Rick Moranis. And Tom Cruise. How can you do that? How can you look That's like cool. both the Noid and Tom Cruise? I, don't... Oh, I have Tom Cruise news for you. <gasps> yes, I just found this Cruise out. News. Cruise like no news. Cruise news. So when they were putting Aladdin together, they originally did it with Michael J. Fox as the um, person when they were making Disney's Aladdin. They were using him as the face- facial features. And they replaced him with Eric Stoltz. <laughs> no, that would have been amazing. <laughs> but they thought that he wasn't sexy enough, so they started making him look like Tom Cruise. <gasps> mm-hmm. Now, who did they make? The, Aladdin. The, oh, Aladdin. The little Aladdin oh. guy. They changed him from Michael J. Fox because he just wasn't sexy. Oh, interesting. When you think about it, he's got the schnoz. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Schnoz. Yeah, so there you go. Schnoz. All right, well, let's get to the big movie of the week, shall we? America's favorite movie about crossbreeding returns to the big screen <laughs> as Jurassic World is set to take over America and the box office this weekend. And further... Hang on a second. Whoa, who are you? Hello there. I'm from 2013. Oh, really? Uh, Don't mind me. I'm just observing the future. So uh, what are you guys talking about? Oh, wow, this is pretty amazing. 2013, Uh, a time travel. Jurassic World, the latest in the Dino Attack movies. Really? They made that? Did no one see Jurassic Park 3? Yes. Well, I think they did. Maybe. Did I see that? That's everyone's response. (laughs) Okay, well, go on. Just as I said, I'm just here to observe. Oh, okay. 
This is fascinating. Yeah. All right, well, yeah. uh, it's the fourth, years ago. the fourth film in the franchise, and it stars Chris Pratt. Oh, oh wait, wait, wait. Chris Pratt, that fat guy from Parks and Rec? He's, he's in a summer movie? Come on now, that's ridiculous. Okay, listen, yeah. calm down. Pratt was a recent box office draw on Guardians of the Galaxy. What? Well, hold on a second. What, they made that? Look, that, that'll never make money. Okay, listen, you're disrupting us. Get out of here, 2013 guy. Okay, listen. Take, okay, take fine, fine, yeah, fine. Besides, I got to go back and watch the Cosby show, because now that's a man who will never disappoint and always remain timeless. <laughs> right, hit the all bricks right. already, will you? I came in like a wreck. Oh. <laughs> I love the idea of a time traveler from the very recent past. <laughs> it's not as exciting, is it? <laughs> no. A really short bit to come I, all that way. It's yeah. a short bit. <laughs> It's, well, for in his time, it's like 30 seconds. He, boom, he's right back. That's true. You know, it seems like if someone's going to time travel, it shouldn't be that I'm still paying off my visa from, like, vacation two years ago. I feel like dinner. that's... Dinner. I'm still trying to pay that off. That's weird. I don't know. Time traveler me from 95 would just be like, come on, dude. <laughs> Get it kidding? together. <laughs> We're sending him right back to the Iron Man 3 premiere. Yeah. Back oh, you right. go, pal. That's right. All right. That, well, that doesn't deter us. Adam, let's preview Jurassic Ooh. World for the people. She knew all the lyrics. I just love watching Ruthie's voice. Who's like, what the hell? Is what going is happening? On? You didn't know there were words to the Jurassic Park theme <laughs> song, did you? Ruthie? I didn't. <laughs> I'm glad there are. That's the sort of insight you get on this show. <laughs> yes. How does this movie get made? The meeting went a little something like this. Okay, so what do you got? Dinosaurs go ape shit. Boom. There's your movie. You pen greenlit. Oh, that was quick. <laughs> that was easy. That's right. We're going back to the amusement park where people get to interact with living dinosaurs. What could possibly go right? Then the dinosaurs eat the people. Now, where have I seen this before? Welcome to Jurassic Park. Oh, that's right. The very first Jurassic Park. But it seems even more familiar than that. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Ah, that's how it always starts. Ah, that's right. That's from the second movie. There was a second one, but it still feels like there's another movie where this happened. What's a bad idea? What was that? It's a Tyrannosaurus. I don't think so. Sounds bigger. Oh, right. They made a third Jurassic Park. I keep forgetting they made it. Okay. Well, they say in Hollywood, if it ain't broke, fix the shit out of it and save our phony baloney jobs. All right, enough goofing around. Let's talk facts. Jurassic World is the big return of the 90s franchise after a long absence at movie theaters and toy stores. Actually, an absence of everywhere but our hearts. The original Jurassic Park was directed by Steven Spielberg and came out the same year that Spielberg would win the Oscar for Best Director for Schindler's List, capping the director's career rise from blockbusters to serious drama and rewarding his mastery in both. Jurassic World is also directed by someone. Actually, it's directed by Colin Trevorrow, who directed uh-huh. Safety Not Guaranteed. And liking how his characters weren't safe, Universal hired him to direct a movie about dinosaurs within proximity of tourists. Great. Yeah. But at about this point, if you're Bart, you might be asking, Paul, is this a movie? <laughs> well, the first two movies, Jurassic Park and Jurassic Park The Lost World, were based on books, which qualifies them as movies. Jurassic World and... Um, Jurassic Park 3. Jurassic Park 3, yeah. Like, <laughs> Those films are movies based on movies based on books. So think of this as a movie inspired by a movie based on a book. That qualify? Wow. 
You may proceed. Thank you. <laughs> Jaws 3 with dinosaurs is what nobody's calling Jurassic World. But it does take the same premise. It, but it does take the same premise. A theme park of, for deadly things that goes wrong. In fact, all of the Jurassic Park movies, in, including Jurassic World, can fit into this sentence. Scientists try to blank, and that doesn't go so well. <laughs> the first Jurassic Park was groundbreaking in its innovative use of CGI, using computers to create some of the most realistic and effective special effects in movie history. These computers that create realistic special effects were then thrown in the garbage and replaced with whatever computers they were using until about two years ago. <laughs> The fact of the matter is there's no need to do anything different or new or innovative or original or groundbreaking or brave or clever or inventive or innovative in this movie because people love seeing dinosaurs going bonkers and destroying shit. <laughs> if anything, all you need to do is upgrade the dinosaurs so that they are bigger and meaner and more bonkier. She was designed to be bigger than the T-Rex. Well, looks like mission accomplished. Thank you, movie. Pass the popcorn. Now, in Jurassic World, John Hammond's vision of a dino park is open but has been experiencing declining visitor attendance, as you heard in that clip. Because apparently, there is no limit to what people can be bored by. Uh, <laughs> Even living, breathing, prehistoric <laughs> monsters doing tricks with giant beach balls can't hold people's attention quite like angry Whatever, birds. Dude. So in an effort to stimulate interest in an already insanely interesting attraction, the park's owners decide to genetically engineer super dinosaurs. What could possibly go right? Again. A, a second Again. time. Mm -hmm. now. Or the fourth time, depending upon if you remember three. Now, maybe this storyline will get attacked for being predictable. What? The third one, you're right, there was a third one. <laughs> maybe this storyline will get attacked for being predictable, but why wouldn't there be a dinosaur on the loose in the park? It's Jurassic World. That'd be like Pitch Perfect 2 without the harmonies. Or Furious 7 with, without Vin Diesel's whatever he's saying here. Give him a reason to stay. <laughs> and the dinosaurs aren't the only thing being upgraded. Tia Leone has been upgraded to Bryce Dallas Howard, and William H. Macy has been upgraded to Chris Pratt. Jurassic Park 3 reference. Oh, that's right. What? They what? were in that. William Macy was in that? I know. Weird. The, the film also stars Judy Greer of Arrested Development fame. Her? Say goodbye to these! And in smaller roles, Vincent D'Onofrio and B.D. Wong. Also, it's summer, <laughs> and this is the fourth installment in the franchise, so naturally we wonder, where's Dwayne Johnson? Oh, Does he show up among us? But now that you say that, I totally want to see The Rock fighting dinosaurs. I do He'd just punch him. Right? Yeah. 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 yeah, that would be cool. Maybe he'd like put a lasso on him and then he'd he'd ride, ride one. him. Yes! With a little, yeah. Patent pending. That's oh, right. Jurassic 5. The Has, rock rides dinosaurs. <laughs> He'll do it. I, there was once a, a, an Onion article, a, the little sidebar article that just had one word, and it said Willow rented. And I and I always think of particular things like Jurassic Park 3. Like, is that referenced? Is that watched a second time ever again? Jurassic Park 3 watched for a second time could be a headline. Like, because it just doesn't happen. <laughs> oh, I, it took me a second. So Willow the movie was rented. Willow rented. That's yeah, amazing. <laughs> Someone referenced something last week, and I was like, immediately I was the Onion headline of, like, such and such referenced. Like, that never gets referenced. Oh or whatever. God, Jurassic amazing. Park 3, referenced. Yeah. It's just... Uh, Did, has anyone seen that? Because I had I no idea. <laughs> Did you? I, I had no idea Taylor Leona in William... Eight Vince Mason. Vaughn was in one of these. Now. Oh, I know, right? Yeah. Now I want to go. Yeah. Isn't that weird? Vince Vaughn is in the second one? Second one. Yeah. Yeah. Like, nobody goes, let's watch a couple of Vince Vaughn movies. We'll watch Swingers, Made, oh, and Lost World. Yeah, no, that's exactly <laughs> <what happened. laughs> And they gave him all the lines, so you would remember him, too. But the yeah. second one was all right. 
It was, it was I all thought right. it was all right. The opening. Actually, sequence. I liked a lot of that movie. I liked everything but the little girl because it was she was so well, shoehorned yeah, in. Worst. Yeah. I mean, I liked. I only saw the first one because I was coming here and I knew I'd have to watch it. You never <laughs> saw the first one till now. <laughs> till now. See, look what a positive uh, force I, we are. I was okay. busy okay. working. Okay, this is amazing. I did not. No, I didn't. All right. I all right. saw it last so week. So we are going to get your first impression <laughs> yeah. of Jurassic Park watched this week. Yes. Okay. What'd you think? Very good. The Onion article. The Onion article. Right. Jurassic Park that watched. I think it's going to catch on. <laughs> I think it's going to have legs. <laughs> you think it's going to have legs? Now, uh, what yeah. was, did, uh, how great was that part at the end when the, uh, the, the the dinosaur destroys the skeleton and the, spoiler alert, the uh, the banner that comes down says when the dinosaurs ruled the earth and oh. it gives that big howl? Yes. That's I, such a moment, right? It was a, it, um, I, I don't know if I actually, I did watch most of it. <laughs> How about, even, no, wait a minute. She may not have, have not seen it. Broader. I think she How may have nap. No, no, I did watch it. I watched Jeff Goldblum. I honestly did. I saw the old guy going, I thought the better of it, too. And they drive away. Yeah, I saw it up to the bottom. But actually, I don't think you can spoil that movie because there's no, like, it, it just ends nicely. And right? it gave me a nightmare. Did it? Did it? dinosaur like spat Ooh, all over her and they were oh, bless sneezed. you. Mm-hmm. I had an actual nightmare that that happened. And I woke up going, the oh spitter, my God. The spitter dinosaur oh, wow. haunted yes. you? That was filmed in Soundstage 25 at Universal Studios. Oh, wow. wow that's Thank you for good. that. That's case for me. You guys need to oh, know. Oh, my God. This Karen has become a font of universal know. knowledge. That is um, yes. that is a fact. Not so fun, though. Oh. Not so fun. Sorry. Sneezing dinosaurs true, are fun. True, but banal. True, but not fun fact. And I insist my facts be fun, Karen. Oh, <laughs> now, every one of these movies brings back somebody. The second one brought back um, Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. Laura Dern never appeared again, but Sam Neill came back for the third one, and now yeah. they've dug way down uh, to Who get came back. B- uh, Muldoon, <laughs> BD Wong as oh, the uh, oh. as the, the, the guy's got like <clears throat> two lines in this in the scientist lab where they're birthed in the lab. I saw him. I recognized him and I did in fact see that scene. That's because nobody's doing M. Butterfly anywhere. So he's like, I'm free. I don't know Um, who B.D. Wong is. Wait, now, was B.D. Wong in in Die Hard? Yeah. Who was was the guy in Die Hard? I I don't have my phone. B.D. Wong was in Big Trouble in Little China, right? No. No? no B.D. Wong was played Howard with? Weinstein in Father of the Bride. Oh, yeah, he's hysterical oh, okay. with Marvel. Okay. You know who it is? I know who he is. Funny. I didn't want to sound like the white guy and go, is he Asian? Uh, you're so stupid. B.D. Wong. Oh, on that note. Uh, <laughs> and you did. <laughs> uh, he's I, char- I don't want to be the guy. Okay, Wait, I'm going to be the guy as I'm saying it. He's the guy who does all that for us, yeah. so we don't have to. <laughs> I don't want to be the guy that says what I'm about to say. Yeah. <laughs> right, I'll take so, that bullet for you, Ruth. <laughs> so, B.D. Wong, I have a history of B.D. Wong. When I was about, I think That's fif- a great sentence. 15. <laughs> That's why you listen to the show. It's sentences like that. When I was about 15 or 16 years old, I lived in western New York, and so my teacher, she saw that I wanted to pursue acting, and so she was very supportive and she would always go to New York City during our spring break and so she asked my mom if I could go with her and she helped me get some tickets and stuff and she this is back in the day when you could actually get front row center to Broadway if you just planned ahead and the tickets were like $95 so it was sort of this sort was of, back in the day when you could take yeah. a 15-year-old to the New York City. Yeah, and, that's you know. true, too. And they were like, take her, have a good time. Well, this is It wasn't a story on 48 Hours two days. Wait a When a teacher can take a 15-year-old girl to the city, and it's not an episode of 48 Hours. There you go. She was a lady. It's a different time. Chris Hampson doesn't come out either. <laughs> well, it does get weird now. Uh-oh. Because she of takes course, me to Of course, it was New York in the 80s. <laughs> She takes me to see... Uh, so we're doing a bunch of blow, and next thing I know... <laughs> we're, we're hanging out at the um, 
those triple uh, X rated booths in New York City sure. Times Square. No, we went to see Fidi <laughs> Wong, and he was in um, M Butterfly with the guy John Lithgow. John Lithgow. Lithgow. Oh, wow. And that's why I wanted to see it because I like John Lithgow. I knew nothing about Fidi Wong, so I knew nothing about M Butterfly either. Front row, center seats with my teacher, and we're watching it. And for those of you who do not know, B.D. Wong is playing a woman and the man falls in love with her. But at some point, he reveals that he is a man. And how he does this is he takes Uh-oh. off his kimono Uh-oh. and goes full frontal <gasps> straight to the audience. Uh-uh. But I'm like five game. feet away from this. Whoa. And I've never seen a naked penis before. You are five feet away from well, B.D. Wong's it was, Wong. He was downstage <laughs> center. B.D.'s Wong's. And I was looking up at it. Attorneys general. And I remember... <laughs> I remember looking at BD's Wong, and I took it in. <laughs> and I, I remember looking at BD's Hashtag, hashtag, hashtag. I, right there. And I remember looking at it, and I could sense my teacher look at me, and I knew it was that moment, like when you're watching a dirty movie with your parents, where you pretend it's not weird. Uh, yeah. So I just was like, live. but it's live. It's naked. Like, I remember that moment, and like mom would hit fast forward yeah. or whatever, but yeah, there's it's a weirder right in front of you. Professing his love to it. Oh my god! It was oh, it was fantastic. awesome. Yeah, we so never talked minute. about it. I was gonna say your, your, <laughs> your teacher had no idea. She knew, that but she was it. fucking cool. Oh okay. She and you know she was my favorite teacher ever and totally changed my life. And because she didn't treat me like a little stupid yeah. kid, taking out I Wong's. saw it. She was like, "You got it." I'm like, "She Good. showed you some penis." Was that the she first s- live penis you ever saw? Yeah, I'd oh never seen naked live penis. Oh, I'd seen naked penis, not live. Oh, like you know, like in a naked film. Films you used to watch <laughs> when I'd look at stag films. <laughs> you know, when you were twelve. <laughs> when I would do the flip book that you know people draw <laughs> penises, I was like, "What?" It was exciting, and I remember it being a little chubby. Oh yeah. Ooh. He well, got he, excited. I would. I think you'd have to if you're going to show it to a lot of right? people. Oh, yeah. You'd have oh, to. I'd oh, chub up on. backstage, right? Come on. Chub up. That must be such an awkward scene. You'd chub up for this show. <laughs> 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 oh, she's got your number, Adam. Well, somebody take a closer look at some of the group shots from the last few weeks. You'll see who I was excited to see. Get the periscope out. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I mean. Oh, no. Oh, no. Anyway, he's in it. I, I do have a thought. <laughs> now, gentlemen, this is just something that we were kicking this around in the break room. Mm-hmm. So in Jurassic Park, they have all this technology and the ability to bring dinosaurs back to life. And they build these amazing um, enclosures. But, of course, because it's so important to make sure that there's security with these, the minute the electricity goes out, the default is open. Oh, yes. <laughs> what? Why? What? Oh, no, the electricity is going to go out, which could happen at any moment because it's a tropical rainforest. But we want to make sure that it goes to open because that's the best way to have that be a default. Everything opened upon the failure of electricity? Yeah. Wow. It didn't just, it wasn't already open and it, then they couldn't close it? Cause... I think I remember it opening when there is <laughs> oh, no electricity. So <laughs> you saw it very recently, Ruth. What I happened? Yeah. Oh, I might have been doing my dishes. <laughs> So you watch all your movies. Ruth, clearly you didn't watch it. Was it on in the room with you? At least I did. I was laying on the ground doing this yoga pose. Wait, this is the third. She was being all bendy and sweaty. I was being bendy and sweaty, and I. But I did. I mean, I saw and I got it. I figured out what happened. Dinosaurs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How much do you need to watch? I saw the eggs. Oh yeah. The cool. I think. Come on. That's where B D Wong was. B D Wong was. And the coolest part is when he explains how they made the dinosaur. Yeah. 
Because that captured your imagination. And it was way ahead of its time. I mean, like, you know, all that genetic mutation, all that. That's so when you saw Jurassic Park, were you like, I've seen that guy's wiener? Well, because I didn't have that about anybody. I think I I did that before I had seen him, but not in Jurassic Park. Okay. I'm trying to think. I saw him in something else, and I, I, to this day, I had to tell you guys. It's very exciting knowing that you saw. You know, I also saw somebody else's wiener. I saw the guy from um, Big Bang Theory. The Big Bang Theory's wiener, and we had front row seats for his wiener, too. Paul saw that one. Which show was that? Uh, Uh, Little Dog Laughed. Little Dog Laughed. Johnny Galecki. He was great, and he was a little chub, too. Yeah. (laughs) Ju- Julie White was I'm, fantastic. She was show. great. That's she, what I heard. Yeah. Yeah. She's great. You'd be great in that part. Would I? That's a funny that. part. Yeah, yeah, read that. It's a good part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's right. very funny. She's so very dressed. caustic, but she's just sharp and funny. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Uh, well, listen, we've talked about uh, your your tour guide business up at <laughs> oh, Universal. Yes, and, you know, we certainly. hit it at the top of the show, but wouldn't Caddyshack World be great? Taking a tour through that, uh-huh. or Raiders of the Lost Park. Actually, I think in Caddyshack World, you just carry Bill's bags around. That's all it is. It's the virtual experience. <laughs> it literally is. You got to Ed go. Woodland. You would go oh, nuts I there, right? Sign oh, me up. Yes. In fact, that goes what? so far as to get missing Maybe. DNA from anything necessary oh, to yeah. open up the movie guy's great yeah. escape. That could be our, oh, our park, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, where we could create whole worlds of entertainment and imagination for our favorite mm. things. That would be one hell of a tram right? I, I wonder what that. Would be like not as much as I wonder. If only we had a sound effect. Oh. I'm very curious. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard the Movie Guys Tram Tour. We here at Movie Guys Amusement Incorporated are excited to show you all the famous celebs and film moments we've cloned for your enjoyment. We probably shouldn't mess with nature like that, but the movie guys love movies. Says so at the top of the show. Have your 3D glasses with you and do not drop them over the side of the tram in the short amount of time you will have them. Please remain seated and as ever, you may get wet. Oh, Here wait, we go. Is that because going to be naked? Why would be wet? Coming up on your right is the romantic comedy section of the park. And if you look to your left, you'll see our When Harry Met Sally exhibit. There they are enjoying a meal together trying to figure each other out oh and you're in luck because it just so happens to be mating season yes 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 Really, ladies and gentlemen, this is quite a rare occurrence because not many species will willingly mate with Billy Crystal. But remain seated while the ride is in motion. We shouldn't disturb the assets. Upon its release, When Harry Met Sally was one of the biggest blockbusting movies of all time. As a matter of fact, they... Oh! Oh, 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 Dear Lord! Dear Lord, my apologies, ladies and gentlemen. So sorry you had to witness that. Okay. Cover up your cameras so the blood doesn't really affect crystal. them. All right. We really didn't see that coming. I oh I just didn't think a dinosaur would attack and eat two beloved romantic comedy characters Jeez. like Harry Burns and Sally Albright. Well, let's roll along, shall we? Now, you, you, you have more birthed, right? You have more Billy Crystal's birthed? Oh, absolutely. B.D. Wong has birthed them? We the control all of that. We have eggs with them in it. B.D. Wong put them together. <laughs> Coming up on your left is Lebowski Ooh. World. Oh, right you can hear them in their natural element. Now, that is just ridiculous, dude. No one's going to cut your dick off. <laughs> <laughs> Feel very secure. <laughs> feel very warm inside. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking thing. I 
could be sitting here with uh, just pea stains. Yes. Can we, can we feed them? Oh, absolutely. I'd like to feed the Walter. You can feed them. You just feed them the white Russians we gave you at the top of the tour. Oh, yeah, just hold them over the side. But watch your fingers and bring oh, your arms God. and legs back inside oh, the tram. They're drinking. I drink uh, they're yes. drinking. You'll notice that the Coen brothers envisioned Los Angeles for the 1998 film. They were the ones who decided. Oh, dear. Oh, God. Oh, Okay, Jeez, keep again. Ca- cover your cameras, or they might get destroyed by the blood. Oh dear God! Wow, I'd like to say I didn't see that coming, but uh, the dinosaur dil- did kill Donnie, and oh, he was sense. not long for this world. <laughs> Fucking Nazi dinosaur! <clears throat> Let's get out of here and on to my favorite section of the park, Bill Murray Land. Oh, here you go. This is one of the very few sections of the park dedicated specifically to an individual actor. As we all know, Bill Murray is very aloof at times, mm. and you just never know where or when he'll show up. But I think if you're really quiet and remain very still, Shh. we just might be able to coax Bill out into the open. Ooh, if he sees Ruth, a shadow, quiet. Ruth, stay still. Yeah, everyone, no flash photography. Oh, I think oh, I see him. Wait, now if you look to your right, over by the yellow barn, if you look, there he is, <gasps> just sitting there singing Bob Dylan. There he is. This is a rare Bill Murray spot you usually don't get without a special phone number. Oh, he's very Yeah, now Bill is not... Oh, wait. Oh, no! Oh, my God! Oh, dear God, a velociraptor just eviscerated Bill Murray! Oh, Bill! Bill, talk to me. Do you have any regrets? Garfield, maybe. Oh, this is just awful. I'm so sorry, ladies and gentlemen. We certainly couldn't have anticipated a large predatory reptile eating one of America's most beloved and legendary comedic actors. But wait a second. Didn't a dinosaur just eat Billy Crystal? Like I said, we couldn't couldn't have anticipated this at all. I do think, however, we're going to turn the tram around and head back to the station early. It seems you can't open a theme park these days without dinosaurs mucking things up with a high body Mm. count. But don't let that dissuade you from future visits to the park. Just because there was violent, rapid death here doesn't mean you shouldn't come back three more times at least. You could get a a pass and come back next year and come back as many times as you'd like. And as they say at the movie, guys, if you are... my mouth no, I think that's exactly what it would be like should we do that maybe yeah, maybe no. it's not such a good idea well maybe without the dinosaurs <laughs> but then would it be as exciting without the dinosaurs <laughs> I think they make that. it they really do they add that element I just of love surprise the idea. I love the idea that they just keep trying that <laughs> one of these days we're going to get this whole dinosaur amusement park thing <laughs> figured out it's worth it the end result it's, is it's like fracking absolutely. the end result is worth it <laughs> <laughs> Fracking dinosaurs. Now Fracking there's dinosaurs. something. Right? Now, now, if B.D. Wong is making yes. Billy Crystal's, making Bill Murray's, because each time the tram comes yes. through, there's got to be a Bill Murray there, a fully grown Bill Murray. Yes. There's a lot of Murray brothers and a couple, <laughs> and this is sister. And a sister. Well, Who is true. a sister? She could do her show here. Oh, her yeah, sister show. show. you got to sneak a the Brian Doyle Murray out. show. Yeah. <laughs> I do want to say that on the tram tour, whenever we were learning it up at Universal, I am. Um, By went, the way, I need to say. That was really well done. And Thank I can you. hear you on that tram <laughs> right now. I, I was doing a little of what they don't want us to do, which is tour guide voice. But, you know, uh. it's helpful. What <laughs> voice do they want? More like, hey, everybody, this is going to be a lot of fun. Let's have fun. Natural. Yeah. A little more natural. <laughs> that, yeah. was, that was Karen Natural, believe it. <laughs> <laughs> Good hey, morning. Hey. Time to have some breakfast. 
Um, so I went through, they give you a giant binder, and I went through one night and really scoured it to see if I could find anywhere in the park where they filmed anything associated with Bill Murray. Oh, yeah? I found one. What was it? <laughs> Larger than life. No, oh, that would have awesome. made sense. On Elm Street, where they did To Kill a Mockingbird, and also where Mindy Lahiri's mother-in-law lives, um, played by Rhea Perlman. Nice. On that street, not sure which house, they filmed the Garfield movie. Oh. That's the only Bill Murray drop I got. You won? Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) It wasn't even there. And he wasn't even there. I haven't brought it up yet, but it is Bill Murray. Mm. You will. I will. (laughs) I can't can't wait to to take the tour guide with new Karen, who knows all kinds of extra stuff that you probably don't even have to get I didn't know before. This helped, and now that'll help this. It's weird. Adam, I didn't even think about going on the tram and harassing Karen. Oh, Oh, this is going to be fun. Sit in the front and make faces. That would be fun in October. Let me work at least. Two days, because I'm I'm very part time. So oh, thanks for the idea. It'll be fun. Oh yeah. You have to Do wear we get your to ask sailor questions? hat. That is the perfect. No. No. <laughs> Not interactive. Well, I don't care. Okay. Sure. If, if like dinosaurs, you could clone something and then bring it back. Bill Murray. Did we talk about that? He's alive. Oh, okay. John Lennon. Ruth. No. What would oh, you gosh, do? I, I would you bring person? back. Oh. Uh, let me think. Uh, Huh, who do I really miss? You know, I, I bring back my dad. Oh, <laughs> what wow. I want to. Yeah. yeah. Um, but if, yeah. Uh, that counts. <laughs> oh, yeah, I changed mine from John Lennon to Ruth's dad. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jesus. Yeah. I, I think, is this weird? But oh, I think. Ted Knight would be mine. I think I'd bring back, like, Celebrity-wise. John Candy or somebody that oh, I've never go. met. John Candy. Yeah. That'd uh, be cool. Uh, you know who I'm very yes. disappointed doesn't yeah, exist John anymore? Phil Hartman. Yeah, needs to be back. Absolutely like bring that. him back. Yeah. And they'd like you because you brought him back so you'd be best friends. But you'd be funny. Chris Farley. Chris Farley. Oh, yes. right. Bring back Farley. Now, the thing yeah. is, you, you get a fresh Farley uh, hatched out of the egg or whatever. Yeah. But you got to wait a good, you know, at least 28 years before he becomes second city age or, you know, 30 oh, you or 40 mean he has 30 to years grow before up? he's. Yeah. Oh. You know, so, so you really have to promise a future generation, like, this guy's great. Like, I know right <laughs> just now. Wait. Just wait. But seriously, kind of <laughs> just treat him. Treat him well. It's it's going to be great. It's going, no, here, but, watch this movie. You, you know. know what? If we treat Chris Farley differently than how he was treated growing up, he might not have to be funny to get <laughs> That's attention. That's paradox. And then he's not funny. <laughs> Maybe it was a way to survive wherever he was from. I think I he comes know. out of the egg like, I was stuck in the yolk <laughs> for five years. Yes, I want to <laughs> think whole that. Thing, yeah. Funny embryo. All sweaty. <laughs> that <laughs> has to happen. Uh, he was the best. A wish. sweaty embryo. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. All right, enough of this nonsense. Oh. Let's get back to organized nonsense. Oh, good. With our guest. Yay! Yay! A Second City alumni who has appeared in While You Were Sleeping, Yay! as well as TV shows uh, like NCIS yes. and Curb Your Enthusiasm. Oh, you Googled me. It's of Ruth. course. <laughs> I, I am DB'd you. Both <laughs> quality verbs. But you've been that. It's Ruth Rudnick. Yay! What episode of Curb were you in? I know, that's I cool. was. It was really fun. Um, uh, Larry ruins my 40th birthday party, and oh. uh, Ed Asner's my father-in-law, and, <laughs> and he dies. Um, and uh, he gets all mad at Scott Atzik because Scott Atzik is a lawyer just oh. for Casual Friday, and he gets all worked up. Anyway, he dies, and I accuse Larry of killing him, and because uh, my husband borrows five thousand dollars from Larry. It was called <laughs> the acupuncturist. It was really fun. So I had to be really mean to him, and that's not me. I mean, he like, loves honestly, it, right? Well, 
that's, that's what his he, favorite thing. Is when he said to me, you know, you need to be really pissy at me. And I was like, okay. And the only way I could do that was to be pissy all day long, every moment. So when we had the cast party, he actually came up to me and he goes, I forget. Do you do you hate me in real life or, or just oh, on the show? My God. And I was like, no, just on the on the show. I could see that because being being mean isn't your default, so you have to sort of get there. <laughs> Some people might argue, but no, it isn't. It is not my default. And I, you know, but it was so much. He's so funny. I heard in an He's interview so his funny. favorite thing is when someone is just yelling at him. Yeah. He just finds oh that God. so funny yeah. when somebody is just screaming well, at him. Well, at the audition, my friend said to me, "You can't be intimidated by him. He can smell it 500 miles away." So you mm. just had to, I started yelling at him from the get go, uh-huh. um, which you know I guess works. Yeah. That's, well, that's really cool because he is so funny, and, and so it's interesting funny. that he's finally getting some credit. Because I mean, everyone thought Seinfeld was just all Jerry, but he's completely right there with Jerry. And well, Jerry I remember I had that epiphany when I started right? watching Curb. I'm like, oh, yeah. this is what Seinfeld was trying to do, but couldn't on a network mm, yeah. be that network edgy. channel. Yeah, yeah, this is clearly and Jeff Garland was really funny yes. in there yeah. too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Did you work with Adsit on stage back at Second City? I did. Adsit was a little behind me at Second City. I actually mm-hmm. worked with Jeff Garland for a while. Oh. Um, and then uh, I did work with Adsit. We got to improvise together a lot, which I loved. Like, he'd come to our set or whatever. He was usually We like to call it improv. The greatest improviser. I think we saw that a lot. <laughs> Is that what you call We call it improv. Oh, okay. with her set. <laughs> yeah, he's wonderful. He's a fantastic person to improvise with. He's so great. Yeah. We always felt that he was the one who would make everyone look great. Yeah. He is. He and Joe Liss. Yeah. You know Joe Liss? He, when I worked with Joe, you never so good as when you work with Joe Liss. Right. He is completely gives it up, and you end up being better than you ever thought you were. Now, cool. now, now, I'm actually quite fascinated because I think everyone in this room would love to improvise with Scott Adsit, and we watched him. And on, with Ruthie. In a lot of, <laughs> I mean, let's get serious, yes. But I'm just so curious what makes a good imp- uh, a great improviser. He's a great listener. Yeah. Honestly, he's listening? a great listener, and he has great ideas. He has a great brain. So you, I used to make him do this scene after I came back from Vienna where we were, where I was in Freud's old house in Vienna. We had a tour of it, and the ghost of Freud came came back and did analysis with me, and he played the ghost of Freud. Oh, wow. And it was so funny. It was <laughs> really, yeah, he's great. Yeah, that's what I always thought about when I would watch him. I'm like, it doesn't matter what you do. You go yeah, up there and yeah. take a dump. He's making it gold. And he's yeah. a really nice guy. So yeah. he doesn't, you know, there's no politicky. He's just a genuinely nice person who's a terrific improviser. Yeah. Well, I, three quarters of us here went to Second City. Lee, have you, Bart, have you even been to Second City? Yeah. I, I, actually, I, I have a small Scott Adsit story. The well, one this and only is true. Time. Yeah, I mean, was he all I, bendy and sweaty? He was bendy and sweaty. No, but the, the one and only time I visited <laughs> right. Second City to watch a show, I was with Adam, and we went and saw, like, I don't know, what show wherever we saw, and Scott Adsit was on stage. And Adam points out, hey, this guy's really good, and clearly he was he was very good. And then uh, probably two years later, not even that, um, I'm living in L.A., and uh, first celebrity I see, Scott Adsit in Ralph's on Wilshire. I'm like, hey, you're Scott Adsit. And he was just so thrilled that somebody <laughs> recognized. Yeah. And uh, I think Adam and I talked about this later. And it turns out Scott literally had just showed up like two weeks before that, before I saw him. So he's like, yeah, I'm getting hot. There's some there's some heat on me. I can't go to the grocery store without people looking. <laughs> he's probably only been in the terminal at that point. Which I think he had like, the last scene in that movie. Oh, yeah, he was good yeah. in there. But it's he Spielberg, so yeah. 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 Isn't a Circle K ads or something there? Yeah, he used to do commercials too. Yeah. 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 
Yeah. Were you doing commercials when you were in Chicago? I did. I did. Did you have any Let weird ones? Oh, I was a spokesperson for Marshalls for a nice. while. Yes. Excellent. Yes, nice. uh, uh, that was uh, that was fun. Uh, did they give you free clothes? No, they didn't. But so, I said to them when I got the job, I go, I spent my prom night at Marshalls, <laughs> and they were like, Oh, great. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> I, did, I, did, I didn't go to the prom. What are you I went with my about? mom to Marshalls. Oh. As we called it in Boston, it was Marshalls. <laughs> so I went with my mom to Marshalls the night oh. of the prom. Yes, that's all right. That's I, I was fun. on Freaks and Geeks, and they had a prom yeah. as their rap party. So Charlie Hartsot, you know him? He actually <laughs> produces a lot of Sucrose movies. Anyway, he and I um, went together to the prom. His wife nicely led him, and we did the lean. We did the picture. That's they so took nice. And he taught me the lean. So, yes, I went to the prom. You went later. to the prom better. <laughs> I better. think you're fine. I did. You, you kind of did it right. It's going to be a more idealized prom yeah. than a real one, for sure. I have sure. a feeling yours is cooler than mine in, like, this college cafeteria. <laughs> I want to dive a little cool. further into Second City because oh, yeah. we love it. But you, you don't want to dive into the prom? But you went on a Freaks and yes. Geeks tangent. So, I did. Uh, tell me about your experience there. Well, it was brief. Uh, that show actually got canceled. The the episode I was on was the last one that they aired. Oh. And uh, we did improvise oh. uh, on the set a little bit for the part. The one I did was uh, the first time, I think her character's name was Lindsay. The first time she smoked pot, she was all high and had to babysit our kid. And we're trying to tell her not to ride the dog and things like that. And, and yeah, it's just it's very fun. I did you get to meet that that little troop of people who've blown up? Did you? Meet yeah, all those they guys? were there. You know, they Weird. were just sweet kids. You know, and we were just happy to be there with them. And Charlie and I had a fun day. Yeah, it was so uh, cool. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, it's really interesting. I mean, you know, like there's little uh, fraternities of people like that mm-hmm. then pop up later. And I remember the Second City cast, which I think you were involved with, ended up at Exit 57, like a bunch, big crew of that. And Amy, Paul. Him, yeah, mm-hmm. Amy Colbert. and yeah, Paul Zanello. <laughs> All right, let's go back to Second City. Then. And so, us. So who are the folks that uh, you rose I up with in all the different shows? I worked at Second City a crazy long time. Like, I think probably maybe Fran Adams was there long, but I think I was there a little bit longer. I think it was like eight years. So I don't wow. think any, I know. So I was in oh, like cool. first the first the touring company for a little while with like Joel Murray, Dave Pasquazi, Billy Cusack. Uh, who else? Uh, they're gonna be on that. Uh, <laughs> is that a Cusack we don't know from the Billy? Lake, the Cusack? Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. He's the, oh. he lives out here. He's does great. He, yeah. Does he look like the rest of them? So handsome. Oh. I think Billy's the handsome one. Moment, one. let me let <laughs> I know. Oh. Look him up. Cusack alert. Here. I do like the Cusack. Yeah, he was really <laughs> handsome. Anyway, <laughs> and, uh, hey, O'Malley. Uh, anyway, yeah, and, uh, Fran O'Malley. and I. We were then we went to the Northwest Company. We opened that one when yeah. it first opened in '88. Were you born then? It was '88. Very. It's crazy, right? <laughs> and then um, I went to Atlantic City with Haggerty and Richard Kind and those guys. And then I came back and joined ETC and did three shows there. Oh, wow. Had an accident, was out for a little while, came back, and then did another show. We did Our Town, our version of Our Town there, <laughs> which was really fun. Like, Emily was bulimic, and <laughs> it, was, it was a wonderful... Uh, it was like an annoyance And show. people came back for it. It was fantastic. Like, Joe Liss came back, and he played all these characters in it, and it was awesome. And then I went to main stage after that uh, for maybe about, I don't know, three years. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Who, who wow. was uh, inspirational to you teacher-wise? Well, it was um, Don DiPolo was my first teacher. Yeah. Same here. At, yeah. Was he really? Yeah, yeah. right before he died. He was, uh, wow. Yeah, because they didn't even have, they basically were putting the training center together when wow. I first, and I'd never been to Chicago before. I had I was working on the radio in Boston, and I, I'm 105. <laughs> and I heard. Because <laughs> there was radio then. And then these talkies came out, and I thought, here. that's my shot. Uh, so, <laughs> so, so, <laughs> so, What's the talkies? Do you know, 
Go make my mark in those <laughs> moving pictures. Was was my, my cell phone was so old before I got an iPhone. People would walk up to me in the street and go, "Is that your home phone?" Um, <laughs> so it had like, a really long wiggly <laughs> cord like, on it. Mabel, Hello? Mabel, give me a party line. Um, but anyway, inspirational teachers was him. Uh, Michael Gelman was a great teacher of mine. Uh, the Michelskis, both of them, Jeff and John. Oh, I don't know that. Yeah, um, d- uh, they were fantastic. Well, Jeff and Jane started ETC, oh, so well, yeah, go. they were. Uh, <laughs> so that was fantastic, and uh, yeah, great teachers. Did, I loved the training. Did center. you ever have Martin Demott? I did, but not a lot. He oh, kind of okay. came in a, a little bit at the end, and I loved him. The whole uh-huh. put yourself in. Yeah, loved mm-hmm. that, that whole, he, whole hokey, hokey, hokey pokey. Hokey pokey. Hokey pokey. He could tell you the meaning of the life through yeah. uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. hokey no, wait, pokey. Okay. I was being funny, but was there a whole theory? There was, yeah, your whole self in. Yeah. You uh-huh. take your whole self out. I mean, you know, and, and he was just standing there going, "You put your I'm whole gonna, self." I'm gonna have to take this second that. city stuff. How do I get involved with it, that? It was great. It, it was really okay. great. Well, here you don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, did you ever hear his theory about the? Uh, was it Alexander the Great? Yes. No. Army of lovers. Russia, because mm-hmm. I guess they would go out for years, and, uh, and they just didn't have any women. So after battle after battle, they just got the guy next to him, and then they just fall in love and have sex with each other, and then next thing you know, you're protecting your loved one, your sexual mate, and you're not going to let them die. And an army of lovers cannot fail. Cannot oh. fail. Wow. wow, that's where don't want. ask, don't tell first started. <laughs> well, Alexander <laughs> the Great <laughs> and Marty Demott. We talked all about it. I think that's army fantastic. Yeah, he was awesome. Yeah. Marty Demott also said one time in class. You never really love somebody until you come inside them. Oh, go Marty. All right, the go more Marty. you know. Noted. <laughs> uh, he's a good guy. He was a good guy. Not always I true. I guess him. I didn't know him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, talking like I knew, I'm talking like I knew the guy. He was let loose <laughs> with our class. Now that you mention it, I guess I didn't know him. <laughs> Point. Point. Oh, my God, that's awesome. Okay. And so it was right around that time here at Second City that you get involved in while you were sleeping. Now I we did. have, of course, one of the world's biggest Sandra Bullock fans oh, at the table. That. Yes. Demolition Man? I love Demolition Man. Pretty good. Pretty Come good. on. <laughs> and she does not have cankles, in case you were wondering. No, he's in charge of cankles. Don't ask. Oh, no, she oh doesn't. God. There was a cankle scare with her a oh, while really? back. Yeah. He was concerned that was she had worried. fat ankles. I was. It was in the proposal. I thought I saw some... <laughs> He's over that. We play the flaw, the theme from Flaws when he says that usually. (laughs) Wait, let me play a little clip from while you were sleeping. Why why did you say that? Say what? I'm not his fiance. Why did you tell me that you were? I'm not engaged. I've never even spoken to the guy. Look downstairs. You said you said you were gonna marry him. Oh, geez, I was talking to myself. Well, (laughs) next time you talk to yourself. Tell yourself you're single and in the conversation. <laughs> you kind of fired up the whole plot on that uh, one, right? Over yeah. here. Actually, you know who else was in that movie? Speak of Cusacks, Dick Cusack, their dad, was oh, the doctor. The doctor, ah. yeah. And he wow. used to walk up to me and say, you're the linchpin of the plot. <laughs> hey, that's absolutely true. It's true. Yeah. Before, actually, before we get into to You're Sandy. the B.D. Wong of... Uh, <laughs> You created everything in that yeah. movie. Before we get to Sandy, so that room fills up with uh, like legends, right? Yeah. Glennis Johns, and Peter Boyle, yeah. uh, Jack Warden. Yeah. And Jack legends. Warden, oh my God. Nicest guy. Would tap, he had a limp from 
parachuting in World War II. Wow. He would tap dance for us in between. Like, you know, they they did poetry at lunch. I'm not kidding. They would sit at the table and do poetry. And Glynis Johns was really into Gurdjieff, who's like a Sufi philosopher I, for some reason, know about. (laughs) When you go to Sarah Lawrence, you don't know East-West, but you know all this. I know the puppet plays of Chikamatsu. I know Rumi. I know Rumi. Yes, you know, so exactly. Very obscure things. But um, she, she said... I, you're the only person I ever met who knew what I was talking about. And I'm like, okay. You know, so they're really fun and nice, nice people. And it was, it was well, really for nice. first cool. movie, that's, that's a, a good one. Yeah, it was, it was really, actually my very first movie, I was six. It was in Jamaica and I was in a topless bikini. What and, is happening? Uh, this is <laughs> and, so, hold on a second. Yeah, missing from your IMDb. It won some award that my I'm parents sh- went and saw, but after that, Wait, yes. oh, your parents let you appear topless. Well, I was a kid in the beach, and we looked at the people in Jamaica, and I was like, whatever. And yes, apparently they flew to New York, and so I've never seen this. But anyway, how did you audition yes. for this role? <laughs> I did. It's just very. I had suspicious. to sleep with the director. No, I'm kidding. It was a bus ride into the city. <laughs> <laughs> my teacher said, that, "Hey, no." But yeah, like, get, you want to see the funny penis? thing about getting while you were sleeping was you know usually for an audition you're you're like if you're an actor you know you, you prepare you wear the you're going to be a nurse you wear a nurse humor i actually it was the day after my birthday and i hadn't gone home and i was still wearing <laughs> my fancy velvet party dress and i was like eating frango mints to brush my teeth i probably was a little drunk still <laughs> and i walked it. in the room and it's the director and all these people and i go Sorry, I didn't make it home last night. And the director looks at me and he goes, I guess the question is, where were you? And I go, around. <laughs> and so then I also said to them that I was wearing this black dress. I go, I know a nurse wouldn't usually wear this, but in a George Burns sketch, she would be wearing this. And he just, they were just like, what are you? And so anyway, I actually, though, had studied my lines, and I did a good audition, so they actually gave it to me. But it was just, you know, usually you're so prepared. And then I was just like, you know. I was going to say, you must have read the shit out of that script. <laughs> you know, I around. bet that's why you got it, though, because we had a guy on here, I'm Glenn Morshower, who's been on 24 and a bunch of shows. Oh, wow. And he said his trick and the thing he tells actors is just stick below in your pants because in, if in I know butt crack if you only like baby that. Wong had done that you would have had hold I'd be like what is happening <laughs> he says that way you just aren't thinking about the audition well do you know Elaine May used to say you needed subtext when you to improvise and her whole thing was coastline your underpants so her oh, whole thing was just so put coastline there. your underpants there you go yeah see but I like baloney coastline just, I mean, you, she was ahead of she's ahead of no I was gonna say she was actually ahead of me at Second City I'm honored I didn't work with her she was but what was it like working with Tulula Banker? Right. Tulula <laughs> She was a bitch. <laughs> anyway, Sandy Bullock. I w- hope that she was lovely. She was lovely. Oh, good. She was lovely. You know, yeah, you hate to find out someone like that's a dick, God. right? Yeah, and she like, was oh. still on her upswing. Like, obviously, now she's super fam- famous. But she had a lot to do on that movie, so mm-hmm. she wasn't, like, she didn't hang out with us at lunch. She had a lot, you know, obviously to do, but she was always very... Generous. There was a scene that got cut out of the movie where we're sitting on Peter Gallagher's in a coma, and we're supposed to just look at each other and start giggling. And she was like, "Oh my God, I can I can cry, but I can't laugh." And I and I used to oh. laugh on the radio in Boston, so I knew I could make. And I just looked at her and I go, "Oh no, I get you." And she was like, she kind of looked at me like, "Okay," and I was like, "I promise." And so we did this whole scene that was really funny. That's and really cool. But they didn't put it in the movie. Maybe in the anniversary one. Now that it's, I hope so. it's twenty years. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah. I just funny. think that movie captures the feeling of Chicago so well. 
it captures a, a lot of things that we see every day living there yeah. that people don't think about when they glamorize a version of Chicago. And I just was like, this is sort of what it's like to be there. They put a great cast together. Mm-hmm. And the way that they bounced off each other was really wonderful. The yeah. locations, too. And I just And Bill it. Pullman got the win. Bill he Pullman did. won. He got the it's win. so nice. My yeah. mom always would be like, if I were 50 years younger, I would be. And she loved him. He's so nice, too. I went with him to Catalina and his family. And I had never seen that movie where he was the president when is that Independence Day. Okay, it's huge, right? Blockbuster. You just saw Jurassic Park. What's that next? We only expect you to see independent films or art house films. Don't see Independence Day right away. You'll break your neck just with all these movies. But he was with this little kid, and his little kid, like he bought his little kid like this plane or something with this president, and he goes, "Look, it's Daddy," and it was so sweet. And I, I sort of got it. I was like, "Oh, but very nice." Whatever, Dad doesn't fly, but whatever. Cool. We're on a boat, what but a I boat. don't get it. Cool lame kid. Bill Pullman's the kind of guy who genuinely asks you, like, how are you doing? And it's not like, you know, he's a wonderful person. Cool. Yeah, really nice. Yeah. Nice this time. is all good news that all the people I, are yeah, behaving the way Pullman. you would think they would behave yeah. on the film. Set. And I think it comes down from the director. I mean, John Turtletub was a really oh, warm, yeah, competent true. guy who, you know, they would write scenes. Like, I would come in some days and they'd go, We wrote you a new scene. And I'd be like, Really? Yeah, it was so fun. That's awesome that they saw that in you and they were able to expand your character. So nice. And was it also frightening? Because you're like, Oh my God, I have to learn this new scene. Do you know, the thing <laughs> is, if you're under pressure like that, you don't have time to be frightened. Like, oh, you, good. you actually have to just focus in and do, and, you know, do that. And, and uh, I was also still working at Second City, so there was my schedule was just like run, run, you know, show up to the theater and, and all that. But are there any yeah. 20th anniversary plans for the movie? Do you know, there I should be someone to get on that. Now I'll that we're talking about I'll it, ask, I know where John lives, and I'll, I'll ask I'll, him. I'll he just directed something. I don't mean that in a stalkery <laughs> way. I mean he's friends with friends I know of mine. Where he lives. No, I don't mean it like that. I know but, his uh, schedule. Of <laughs> no. He's available to no, shoot. You know what's funny? I did see him at some event here, and he and he saw me, and he was like, "The Mighty Ducks." Oh my gosh, did you? No, it was actually it was, a, it was a wonderful that John Wayne Foundation for Cancer uh, Victims. It's a charity thing, and he was there. A, a doctor I knew was honored there that day. Anyway, John was there and he did the announcement of the guy. And I and he goes, he looks at me, he goes, "Do you live here now?" Okay, I have oh. lived here a really long time. <laughs> so I go, "Yes, I uh huh, I yes, you're like, I do. like what are you filming? I, I, I yes. just moved here because you still unpacking, <laughs> yeah, still unpacking. <laughs> Fifteen years later, um, but, so he's lovely, funny. And you go all the way back to Boston from your from your. I come Childhood. from Boston, yeah. yeah. I, I come from Boston. I went to school in New York and in London, and then I uh, I went to Chicago. I'd never been to Chicago when I'd heard that improv was the jazz of acting, and mm-hmm. I thought, oh, I want to know what that is. So after I, um, in Boston, I was hired to do traffic on the radio, and I didn't know how to read a map or didn't care. So I used to say things like, "There's a lot of cars on the road, and people are going to work. Back to you." <laughs> And so, like, I'm trying to avoid them. I know. That's <laughs> trying to avoid them. So, when they fired me because they hired a girl in a copter, that's when I decided I would go to Chicago. And I told my parents in the garage that I was going to move there. My mom starts sobbing and goes, There's gangsters in Chicago. Uh, like, that's all they knew in Boston was. Like Al Capone? Al Capone. Yeah, like, is that what well, she's thinking? Really now, do. listen, Ruthie's very, very old. <laughs> so, right. Al Capone was Al Capone still there. My he uncle. was a legitimate threat. <laughs> That, I went to Japan yes. and I said, I said, they said, where are you from? Japanese people not knowing any English whatsoever. And I, they asked where I was from. And I said, Chicago. And they go, oh, Al Capone. 
<laughs> or Michael Jordan. Oh, right. oh, oh, Michael, oh, Jordan. Michael Jordan. Right. Both Chicago's big. Yeah. Chicago's big, yeah. I love Two Chicago. Two ends of the coin. Or I'm the going same there on, as I said, I'm going there on Sunday to shoot a pilot on Sunday. Oh, Good. cool. Yeah. Isn't it still the best city? It, I miss that place. Yeah, I miss it's it too. Did you ever meet one of your uh, improv heroes? Or, uh, or who are they? I mean, at what Second City, because people pop in, you know, and they, you're like, oh my God. It's, I yeah. met all my, that was what was so amazing. They'd come to the set, like Peter Boyle, who was in the movie, oh. was oh, there you go. Sec- oh. And Second we were City. doing the anniversary show, so I was actually doing a scene, a part that he had played well, oh my in a truck. We There was this trucker scene, oh, and wow. so he came to the show. I mean, it was, re- so that was really cool meeting him and. Um, gosh, I mean, there's so many of them, you know, that would, you know, Harold Ramis and, I mean, all the Murrays, all that. Oh, wait, know. let's go back and bring back Harold Ramis with our DNA. Yes. Cloning. Oh, well. I know. Right? 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 Yes. He's got to come yes. back. I know. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes, yes, yes. Absolutely. Brutal. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get to. Uh, <laughs> anyway, now, now I brought the room. Back. And he can direct uh, John Candy. We can, uh, our new John Candy yeah. we brought back. I do want to say one last thing about the tour. So, on the tour, there's a great outdoors. Nobody talks about it, but I always do. There's the house. And I'm like, that's from the great outdoors, starring the great John Candy and the great Dan Efford. I'm very proud of that moment. Hey, and I will bring back John good. Candy every time I can. Because Dan Aykroyd's another one. When I got oh. to meet him, that was How amazing. How amazing, right? Yes, that was a fantastic. We met way. him recently at a wine bottle signing. Couldn't have been nicer. Yeah, he was great. He, he loves that, that vodka, now, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 Was he warm when you met him? Yes. Oh, yeah. Well, I played. Yeah. I was a blues brother at Universal Theme Park. So I showed oh, up. I'm like, I'm you. I'm you. Oh, and he's like, well, get in here. We shook hands. Oh, nice. that's really yeah. nice. He's cool. Crazy thing about meeting Dan Aykroyd, because I got to meet him in Second City as well, is that Dan Aykroyd voice comes out of a human being <laughs> when you meet him. And you go, this is so yeah. crazy, because you look at him and you go, oh, it's Dan Aykroyd. And then he says something, and you go, oh, it's Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> it's so Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> yeah. And then a dinosaur eats you. <laughs> and then a dinosaur eats him. Weird. And we grow another one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so let's get to uh, what oh, we ask we every go. guest on our show. Okay. What is your favorite movie of all time? <laughs> now you're Good luck. Here we go. Is Good it luck. Jurassic Park? <laughs> uh, now. Yes, it's Harold and Maude. Hey. Nice. <laughs> It is my favorite. I mean, I've seen that one a whole bunch of times, and I just, oh my gosh, I just, I just love it. Have you seen it in a theater here? Because it, uh, the New Beverly will show it at least once a year. Really? Yeah. Yes. I, I mean, I haven't seen it with a crowd, but it's one of those that I'm like, uh, it would just bring new life to it to see wow. it with a crowd. And usually a packed crowd there. Yeah, check yeah. there, or what's the one in Santa Monica? The New the Art. Era? Oh, okay. The New Art yeah. might show it, too. You know, yeah. my grandmother ran into, uh, in the summer I go to Martha's Vineyard, and, and my grandmother ran into Ruth Gordon there years ago oh. after the movie first came out. She was like, I love that movie. And Ruth Gordon was like, yeah, I don't know. It didn't catch on. It just didn't. And then eventually it did, but it yeah. was right before that. I just, oh, my God, that That's relationship there. And, you know, it was so fun. I actually, I went on a date with someone the other day who was, too young for me, uh, and I didn't Good know girl. that until he oh, used sorry. the phrase when I was a kid in the 2000s. And at that point, I went, <gasps> <gasps> Wait a minute! <laughs> I know. That's really young! I know! What are you doing? I'm that not might... a holy Wait, that's cow. not a total win? Where am I? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> that's really young! <laughs> you know what? When they're younger than your friend's kids, you're just like, Oh, holy my God. shit! But okay. I was thinking of, then I realized that Harold and Mud is my favorite movie. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, mm. I, I, I tell it to Robert Duvall. Yeah, right? He's yeah. got the so four, chick 40 years younger than him. Oh, does he really? Yeah. Wow. yeah and okay, that's not 40 years younger than me. Thank you very uh-huh. much. Yeah, Paul. Come I'm on. just saying. Oh he set the bar. You fall well underneath <laughs> it. Oh, my God. My Lord. Who is Jesus. the... 
there's a famous woman that dates a lot of young cuties. Oh, God. So Harold I think Maude. her name. I'll have to think about it. Harold and Maude. If anybody doesn't know, it's about an older woman and yes. a younger oh, guy. Yeah. Sorry, I think that's important to say at this point. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it. Uh, and he one. falls in love with her, and it's it's got a Wes Anderson feel, like you know, in a mm-hmm. you know, it, and it, yet it was the only thing that did until Wes Anderson came along. I think it yeah. really stuck out at the time, right? Yeah. I mean, it's the a, poetry of it too. There's some beautiful lines in there. Oh, I mean, and the soundtrack yeah. is um, <gasps> Cat Stevens. I mean, the, the, the Cat oh, Stevens soundtrack. I mean, that is the time where '70s movies were '70s movies, and you would get a great folk artist doing the entire soundtrack to like uh, McCabe and Mrs. Miller, or you know, these folk. Or, uh, that all started with The Graduate, right? Yeah. Yes. Uh, these oh, folk yeah, artists yeah. would do a whole soundtrack, <laughs> and that just became like such a big thing. And we're staying with a theme. <laughs> I just want to make I sure like, that like, you yes, know, Benjamin. I kept calling him Benjamin. Benjamin. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's anything. This is L.A. You should date young men. Screw that. Okay, okay. Why not? Do you know how many people date young men in this town? Exactly. <laughs> this whole town's predicated on dating young men. <laughs> Especially in my neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> and also uh, that movie Hal Ashby. Yeah. Right? Who didn't make nearly enough films. Exactly, yeah. Totally. But very 70s voice. I mean, uh, and unique. Yeah. Everything he did was like, yeah. there was nothing else like that. Uh, being yeah. there, right? And, being uh, there. Oh, being what there else did he make? so good. Uh, oh, God. Make foul this? play, is that him? Was he, it one he, of those? Did he write that? Was that Chevy Chase? I think he wrote that. He Last did? Detail, is that him? Uh, maybe. Either that or Five Easy Pieces. One of those two. That's Rafelson. Oh, that's right. Ra- same, <laughs> almost the same thing at the dramatic <laughs> end. <laughs> um, Rafelson. Do you have a movie jail movie? We are movie guys. A jail movie? We have a thing called oh, movie jail. No, but I do like her. I want her to talk <laughs> about her jail <laughs> movie. Hell, <laughs> Elvis, <laughs> that Elvis movie. Leave it at that. I What's like your that. favorite jail movie? <laughs> I like the one uh, a Strawshank Redemption. I don't know. They didn't make it Escape from that. Alcatraz? Pretty good. Sure. The Rock. Probably The okay, Rock. So Are you, I can tell you're a, a big rock The Rock person. fan. No, right? I did see that Tooth Fairy one in the theater because I was like, what's that? Wait a be? minute. You didn't see Jurassic Park in the theater, but you saw the Tooth Fairy. Fantastic. Oh, easy confusion. The Rock is not in the movie The Rock. No. But anyway. What is movie? But if they get a sequel, I want to know what it is. If there's a movie you should have seen by now, but you haven't. <laughs> For example, like Casablanca. I haven't seen jail. Casablanca. For example, up until 20 minutes ago, Jurassic, Jurassic Park. Park. <laughs> okay, so. You were in movie jail. You named <laughs> about 10. Like that, yeah. that, that Bill Pullman. I've seen those. Okay, I finally good. saw those, though, only when I worked at Second City. Like I was I was out ill, and I was like, I won't watch those. So, I mean, I watched them on like VCR. <laughs> right? And you have to Two keep tapes. getting up and putting them in. Two tapes. Like, what? Two tapes. Two hands. Um, okay, let's see. You know what I could probably stand to watch all the way through? Is <laughs> um, Gone with the Wind. Yeah. Well, maybe That's not. A big one. Really? Watch it up until the war. I think you're good. Do you know, by me in Culver City, by the Trader Joe's, there's Tara. I was leaving Shut Trader up. Joe's and I went, isn't that Tara? And it is. It's a landmark. And it's where they did the burning of Atlanta. Oh, wow. In Culver City? Yeah, right Wait, there. Wait, right by, by Sony? Joe's. Yeah. Is it the one by Sony? Um, no, it's oh. there's the Trader Joe's by the Culver Hotel. Oh it's my god! It's right near oh. the Culver Hotel. And you, and so you know, the burning cool. of Atlanta was burning down of old sets from 20th Century or whatever. Whoever made that movie sounds like Sony. No, but all right, yeah. that's yeah. why it looks so real. Well, that was 20th that's Century fantastic. Fox at the time. That's where well, it's called Century City. That's also no, where City. no, yeah. it's where um, Lucy and Desi also had that. It was many different studios, which is why it was Culver Studios. All that's okay. where it's Culver Studios now. Yeah. Um, that's ah. where Bonnie Hunt did her wow. show was Culver Studios there. did you ever work with her I really like her do you know she was ahead of me there so I oh. didn't Franny who I worked with was her understudy for mm-hmm. a while but I didn't uh, I, I know Bonnie but I didn't uh, work with her God, and she's that's very funny. funny Fran Adams we should mm-hmm. know I like about her. Fran. Yeah, Fran. Fran. Yeah, Fran. 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 awesome yeah. as well Franny and not yep 
All right. Well, listen, let's uh, get on to uh, off of the movies we haven't seen or <laughs> Harold and Maude on to What Did You See This Week? You need a What's Your Favorite Movie theme. Yes, you we need a theme. We don't have a theme for we that, don't have do a theme we? For that. This is What Did You See This Week? In case you couldn't understand the crazy rock and roll singing hey, go that back Paul's to the old thing. doing. What? What? What, what did, did you see? see? What did you see? That is so cheesy. I didn't see anything. Anybody else? Pass. I, I saw two. Oh, you saw nice. Jaws? <laughs> no, no. Claire. I saw Spy. Oh, oh is that great? Too. It's so funny. Oh, good. So funny. I, I think it's an instant classic, right? I hope it's, it's funny. It's very funny, I thought. Yeah. And, and I also saw the the one about um, the World War One. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> War Horse. <laughs> <laughs> no. Here um, we go, everybody. Uh, I was doing the dishes. Paths and, uh, of glory. No, no, I was Testament changing a tire, and the SUV <laughs> next to me had something playing on it. I'm not sure. She was just sitting in traffic. And I saw a poster. No, <laughs> Testament of Youth, which is uh, based on a true woman's memoir about World War One. It was at the. It was a, so yeah, the moving. reviews of that are really good. Talk it about a forgotten war, yeah. 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 Wow. Except yeah. it's the anniversary of it now, so there's actually a lot of tributes coming out, oh, musical wow. and otherwise. Oh, 100 years? 100 years, right? Wow. Yeah, it's right about when I was born. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> 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 Let's go back to Spy because uh, I want that to be great. It is really it, good. I love her. I, she's great, right? I love she's when amazing. she. Uh, she's in John Candy. I mean, we, we, exactly. we have John Candy again, yeah. honestly. Thank God. Yeah. I, completely. Well, her I like, hero is oh, Farley. Well, good. I mean, she mentioned oh, on the yeah. Howard Stern show that that's why she did the Matt the Foley sketch. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, but she's got that. She's got that John Candy thing that you didn't actually see John Candy often do, except on SCTV, where he's a dick. John Candy was never really a dick in movies, but he was such a great dick on SCTV. Yeah. And she turns the dick on in Spy, like, all right, you know, I mean, you see a little in the trailer when she's going off. You gonna cry? You gonna cry? You are gonna cry, aren't you? I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> and the vulnerability that John Candy has, because yes. yeah. he also could be like the guy you just wanted to hug, and she's mm. like that too, I think. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Hopefully this isn't much of a spoiler, but one of the things I really enjoyed about it was the fact that she's actually a good spy. Yeah. She's not just a blundering well, goose she who was a, all of her problems she was caused bigger problems. It's not like she was one of these people that um, in movies that all of a sudden they just accidentally figured out. She was a trained spy, from what I understand. But the initial uh, conflict is, is she gets in and she I mean she finally gets in and gets there, but she doesn't do she fails as a spy, but not in the sort of like dopey who doesn't know how to do a spy. She's a good spy who still has you know has failed like fails like James Bond would fail you know mm-hmm. just the bad guy gets away and stuff that was really cool to see because then she got really emotional and she wanted to become a better spy and you're like we've who all, doesn't but we've yeah <laughs> but but unlike if you like watch the trailer and you go you just skipped over all that part of where she's a dumb screw up yeah and, and just gone on to well she's got foibles but she though you know. that's my favorite part of spies like us when they're dumb screw ups oh, foibles. foibles foibles they I got do. foibles yes uh, Rose Byrne, also hilarious. Oh my gosh, she's so amazing. Funny. And she I, was very funny in Bridesmaids. Lost Me a Little Neighbors. The, 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 her and Rogan didn't click. Yeah. They but were playing. In this, Jesus, she's hilarious. I mean, she gives one of those deliveries that you just can't. Nobody's ever delivered things this oddly. Also, she's like six <laughs> inches wide. Yeah. So put the contrast between them is so funny. I mean, you know, it's like, it, they're just so funny. It's like Laurel and Hart. I mean, they're just, they're wonderful together. How That's they cool. Bark yeah, you're at each right. other. You're right. Great when chemistry. they come together, it's really great oh, chemistry. Scenes so the plane. funny. Yeah. Oh, I'm dying God, to see yes. this. I'll take yeah. you. It okay, really, we go see it. There's somewhere in it. 
I just it clicked. I'm like, this is an instant classic because Paul Feig. I mean, you can tell a lazy comedy, and so many are that they're just not jamming those jokes in where they could. And this movie from, and I, I'll throw a couple random references out because they're so random in the movie. There's a rat infestation in the spy headquarters, and so anytime you want you, anytime you don't have a joke and you need one, you can cut back to someone with a rat on their shoulder, yeah. and that's that's it's the way this funny. movie really plays. It, right? And you forget that, but you're right. The, yeah. yeah, that's so. There's funny. just a rat. Yeah, there's, there's a bunch of reason for it. And there's no reason for it. It's a total them. Simpsons yes. joke. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Lipa, raccoons. Yeah, it's a <laughs> Simpsons joke. Yeah, and all the production value is really high. Like, it's not... Some some comedies, I mean, I think from the 80s into 90s, got out of hand and that the budgets would be huge and then the jokes would be minimal. Mm -hmm. This has all the jokes, tons yeah. of jokes. But then, like, when they get into exotic locations and stuff, they really emulate James Bond mm -hmm. with the fancy mansions and the slick cars and everything yeah. so that, that's mm. worth doing I think when you're going after that genre I like that they went Pierce Brosnan uh, uh, production design I thought I thought they really were deliberately kind of aping the Pierce Brosnan era it, which was a welcome feel I kind of like that it feels a little vintage in that way yeah, yeah. Uh, we also saw Tomorrowland yes we did oh, Paul I saw so you don't have to yeah, oh, thank you guys. It wasn't That's horrible, but you really I don't remember much of it. Oh. But it's kind I of a you, small adventure. I'll tell you, yeah, it, it is a small adventure. It does a good job of being mysterious, you know, like like well, we know what the plot is from the from the trailer, but still they play it out in the nice way where she doesn't know what's going on and like you know, do you know do you know anything about Tomorrowland? <laughs> okay, this girl finds this medallion. Well, I can't wait to hear you explain this. But bizarre movie okay. to her. I can explain it funny or I can explain it real. It's a weird movie. <laughs> yeah. There's this girl that goes into a weird place every time she touches a pin. That's oh. true. <laughs> and George Clooney's there to have her sit in a bathtub with him. Right, hello. Can I, I go know. Well, Right? Well, there's, I mean, think about this. There's the promise of a world where it's nothing but artists and scientists and thinkers and you know the, like the best people of our society there's no politics there's no yeah. other stuff they never said there's no religion but um, they're not gonna yeah they're not gonna <laughs> disney's not gonna but, but it sure seemed religionless didn't it yeah um and you know it's like this utopia and then yeah. it's under threat you know because it's in some alternate universe that they are threatening yeah, and the cool thing to. is i think we can all buy into is that 1964 vision of the future is what the world became so like the the world exposition of 64 which is also i think the year that disneyland was created so this sort of like future imagineering i mean it really is like it's like kind of the movie kind of takes place inside walt disney's brain in a way right i mean the, the city is is the one that was envisioned you know it's like is epcot but but for real if only epcot were real that's really what tomorrowland <laughs> Is a young girl sees that Tomorrowland or the sees that Epcot really happened. And like so you're in real saying life. that is not interesting. It should be called Epcot the movie, but that's a terrible name for a movie. So Epcot being real didn't gather your. That sounds like a fabulous movie. What was wrong with it? Yeah. Um, it does fall apart at the well, end. Well, there's somehow, an interesting right? adventure for her to figure out where Tomorrowland yeah, is, solid. and then the people are after her because they don't want her to find out and they want to get the pin. But then it kind of evolves into like a lot of talking for a half hour oh. as they work yeah. everything out and solve everything. Oh. And it, it was never quite as interesting as I hoped. It, I mean, obvious, it seems obvious that an early draft of this was like, if we all hope for the hopeful future of the 60s, it can come true. And then they're like, that's not a great ending. So like they had, they had to get a little more attention in there some way and to, and to sort of say, well, this is predicated on us being this type of person. I, I kind of, I'm kind but of I did, forgetting. But I did appreciate your comment that it was... Uh, 
refreshing or it, yeah. it, to see something that was just all about goodness. It ridiculously like, optimistic yeah. at the end. I mean, they literally, I am Spartacus, all of us, for all of our hopeful thoughts. <laughs> if only we could all hold on to our hopeful thoughts. I mean, it's, again, Walt Disney's yeah. brain, yeah. which is which is wonderful. I mean, I'm, it might be a good second watch, actually, knowing that that's kind of the game True. and the thing. But I'll tell you what, and we had this discussion before the movie, too. Everybody beats the door down every day about why aren't there more original ideas coming out in movies? And why aren't movies Movies, why are movies so cynical? Why aren't they more help, uh, hopeful? I know, and then it happens. And, and nobody gives nobody a goes. shit. <laughs> nobody wins. Uh, they go to Furious 7. <laughs> yep, yep. And guess what made more money? Sinister. All the people complaining. There's no uh, hopeful movies that are original stories. Everyone was at Sinister 3 or Spy, which was an original Insidious story, Insidious 3, actually. yeah, whatever. Or Insidious 3. Yeah, the same thing. Boy, those titles. <laughs> oh, and because I have Movie Pass. <laughs> yes, Movie Pass. Tell us about which it. Which is the greatest thing in the world. Where do you look, get Movie look, Pass? MoviePass.com. Look. Oh, it arrived? Look. It oh. arrived. It arrived. By the way, uh, we're going to go ahead and do this advertisement because I think we need to get a sponsorship here. This is the greatest invention. It is. This one's free. Movie pass. Yeah, I have model nails. This is, yeah, model she has nails. beautiful look at, nails. Look at Ruthie Rudnick's oh. nails. We have a hand model. Here, do this. Yeah, do that Do that little, That's really pretty. That little price is right move. Okay, so movie pass. Paul, what is movie pass and why is it the greatest idea of all time? You pay one price, you see as many movies in the theater as you want to. Holy, there can't, that can't exist. How is that Absolutely possible? Exists. not exist. How many theaters? One theater? All well, I, 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 it depends on where you live. In the Valley, it's three AMCs, one Lemley. The new Beverly. The most the important Egyptian. thing is it's well, the, the new Beverly. Too? Three Pacific cinemas around here. You'll see everything new in, in the art houses and in the revival houses. Wow. Yeah. Now, it's, uh, it's linked up with an app, the is Egyptian. that right, on your phone, so you don't even need to even bring How your card? How easy is this, Karen? Yeah, tell me about it, Adam. Well, we're doing the full ad today. <laughs> I want to hear you, it. You, you go to your favorite theater. I did. Let's say I just want to watch... A little of the opening of Furious Seven. The opening of Furious Seven. I'm on my way home. I got sure. a half hour to burn. I go to the app. I'm at, I'm at the I'm at the Grove. Night is a good time to be at the Grove. Day is a terrible time to be yes. at the Grove. Uh, the, the Grove. Yes. I go to my app. I, I check in. Uh huh. Uh, and whatever whatever a ticket goes for nowadays. By the way, this is what how much a month here in LA? Thirty five. Uh, Thirty five. Yeah. Thirty five. So movies cost twenty twenty five now. I think <laughs> if okay. you're buying popcorn. Okay. So <laughs> I've been to two movies. I'm already at twenty four dollars. No, the ticket price goes to the debit card, and you just turn it into the theater. They swipe it, they give you a ticket, and you go. Here's here's how clever this is. This works anywhere because the technology puts it on a debit card. So even a theater that does not have the internet. You could ah. go and use it if it accepted accept Oh, cool. Did, did we just pitch the heck out of this? We did. You know why? Because it's the greatest idea <laughs> of all time. Two weeks free. Yeah. All right. Cut this it, out. We're going to send it to the guy. With that. We want a sponsor. With that, I went to see San Andreas. Oh, and? Oh, and not you good. might not have. I, damn you, movie pass. No. Uh, <laughs> I want my time back. I, yeah, what the hell? <laughs> but you got what you wanted out of San Andreas. It lowered I your expectations, right? Yeah, right? yeah. I wanted to see it. And I didn't want to, you know, like go nuts with forty dollars in IMAX DTX D right? box. Exactly. Yeah, you get a two D movie is the thing with Movie Pass. So. Yeah, fine but, by me. Mm, yeah, fine by me. But that's it was all right. Less douchebags in there. It was interesting mm -hmm. how a movie now where we can do anything with special effects <laughs> kind of left me going, man. I mean, I should be amazed by what yeah. this movie can do, right? I'm not. Yeah. You no, it's still have to as, care. As yeah. Stephen Lewis problem. said about Sky Captain in the World of Tomorrow, it's amazing in all the usual ways. <laughs> 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 I think that's why that describes San. 
Andreas. Yeah, it it's mind-blowing in all the kind of standard ways you're used to. And, and one thing that's disappointing about it is The Rock is good. He's a solid leading guy. But it's a shame, like, back in the day, you'd be like, what movie is Arnold putting out? What movie nah. is Arnold putting out? Yeah. And now it's like, what movie is that? Oh, yeah. Who's in it? Dwayne Johnson. All right. You know, like, you're not like, where's the new Dwayne Johnson? Like, I wish yeah. he would establish himself. He's in. I mean, he's great in the in the Fast and Furious movies. He's only and, good in sequels. And that's his best character, I know. Yeah. Or no, Ruthie saw him as the Tooth Fairy. <laughs> did. Right. did you like oh. that performance? Was that right? <laughs> <laughs> did he wear tights? <laughs> he, oh gosh, I don't remember. I did I did see it. I don't remember. Well, uh, were you doing your dishes? <laughs> I wasn't. Not in the theater. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be weird. All right, good. All right. They, have a, they have a new theater where you can do that now. <laughs> I a, a big purse. <laughs> AMC Prime. They'll do your dishes right in front of you. Wait I like the this ones that bring open. you the food. They make you do <laughs> Now do your dishes. I know, but I was talking to a friend of the show, Mike Nichols, who said, I worry about people who are going to have the experience. It's a little too much like being at home. You know, you get, get them too comfy, suddenly phone oh. comes out, and then they start talking. It's like, you're not home. You know, I know this. your drink is there, and your, your recliner is there. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I forgot to mention this last week, or maybe I wasn't at the show where I saw this. Uh, has anybody been to an AMC Prime theater? Yeah. Okay, okay, so AMC Prime, the big difference is, first of all, electronic seats kick your feet uh, thing oh. out and, and recline automatic like like electronically that's a little too much like being at home granted very comfortable being able to sort of uh, recline into this perfect it's like a sort of what are the beds the cra- it's like a craftmatic <laughs> bed yeah. you have a craftmatic you have bed. a number yeah you have a craftmatic sort of yes okay AMC Prime has a sleep number and a subwoofer in your chair oh no literally I don't in like your that. chair well there's a movie like Mad Max. Oh, I yeah. see there's a subwoofer like in the chair. I go, well, that's the one. That now, I don't want to go to while you were sleeping <laughs> yeah. with the DTS uh, <laughs> subwoofer <laughs> under my butt. That's but true. <laughs> that's funny. Your voice just isn't resonant enough. I'm sorry, Ruth. <laughs> uh, Bart, anything on cable? Um, actually, I, I've, I've broadened my horizons, yes. and uh, I've moved off of TBS to Spike. Oh. oh. And uh, I saw a movie that I think Ruth uh, would, would appreciate. It was about of course, an older... Of course you widened to Spike. Well, <laughs> it's a, a lateral move. Go ahead. Uh, a older, older guy, a younger guy having sex with an older woman. I saw um, um, Risky Business. Oh. Now, Stand up. I had forgotten how amazingly good this movie is. And Adam had mentioned earlier movies with scores. A lot of that movie's tone has to do with the fact that they use the same score in every scene. Oh. There is some a- atmospheric music every once in a while that comes in, but for the most part, it's that it's the the same score throughout every. And there's a very wonderful tone and style to this movie, and I had completely forgotten. And I had said to Paul, and Paul said, like, well, you know, we were prepping for the show. He's like, did you see anything? And I said, well, I saw an old movie, a great movie, and a Tom Cruise movie, and they were all the same thing. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> so, have you, have you seen Risky Business? I have seen okay. Risky Business. Yeah, I have. I liked it. That I is a was that stylish yeah. movie. It's, you don't. I don't know if you remember that when you think of it after seeing it, but when no. you watch, you're like, "Holy crap!" The tone and the feel, and it's so heavily stylized. They're not taking the time with comedies uh, as much anymore no. to make them that stylized. Joe Except Pantaleone's Spy, which we that? were just saying, yeah. really does that. Yeah. Guido the Killer Pimp. Guido the Killer Pimp. Now, there's there's an addendum along one of our movie guysopedia terms. There's movie jail, but that I I also hold that there is uh, there's a statute of limitations for having seen a movie. Uh, Now that movie is so long ago, and I don't even know if I saw the whole thing. That statute of limitations, I have to go back to I've never seen it, which puts me in movie jail. 
Mm. But do you understand what I'm saying right. about Time's the statute of limitations? Yeah, you really haven't. You're like it. I really haven't because I just watched something again recently yeah, I that I was like, like I almost like like uh, uh, all the President's Men I watched again recently and I was like I almost have never seen this. Like it yeah. really I just have forgotten huge giant swaths. I'm that way with Chinatown. I need to know right? the viewing. I was oh. too young. I kind of don't. I saw it, but did I really? Yeah, you see have to it? go back to. I haven't seen it. Right. Yeah. Well, I know people who can quote movies like a lot. Like they, so you can all quote movies. Because I'm, I'm certainly not one. I'm like when the guy we say went you speak by that. I speak thing. raising Arizona. But I have friends in Boston and stuff. They they know. That. Oh, remember when so and so said? I go no. No, yeah. I saw the movie, <laughs> but I, I forgot. remember other things, visual or mm-hmm. what. You know, I just I, I'm not one of those. Uh, See, we, we we have these like psychic links. Like I can say to Karen, it is a star. Um. I, is it a oh, star, Doctor Beckman? That's what I thought it was. I'm like, it I'm like, is a star. It is a I was just star. thinking of my first line I could think of. Uh, you know, you were a legitimate phenomenon. Tomorrow- you can't see through these cards, can you? Can't you can't see through these cards, can you? Oh my gosh, wow. <laughs> I say we meet tomorrow at uh, eight o'clock. I was just gonna say eight o'clock. You're you know, a legit phenomenon. You're a legitimate phenomenon. <laughs> Do you know what this is? I'm Mrs. Norman Maine. That's from a really famous movie oh, that's been yeah. made three times. Ooh. In each version, she goes, I'm Mrs. Norman Maine. Who, who's speaking there? Uh, yeah. Is that you, like you got mail? It's <laughs> <laughs> a remake, right? That's a remake. That's hysterical. It's a star is born. Oh, uh, right, when, right when he walks in the water and he's, and he's killing himself. It's but just, the last time that was I'm remade Mrs. was like 30 years ago, right? <laughs> <laughs> They're making it again. They're oh, doing okay. it again. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Now, there's one. Yeah, I saw that in the 70s when I did, wouldn't know what the hell it was all about. Yeah. yeah. I've yeah, seen that, the and old that's one, the Babs the one. The old, old one a bunch of times. Yeah. The Star is Born. Is it, that Chris Christopherson? It, yes. Yeah. Okay. Adam, it is a star. It is a star. That <laughs> is right. five for five. You, you can't see these. You can't you? see You're not these. Cheating, you're not you? cheating. No, they're right. just coming Karen, to Karen, speaking of you, let's do, right. get to the grand right finale here. Right the middle of something, right? The best way we know how to wrap up the show with Karen's celebration of the birthdays of those who make the movies. Take it away. Bring this show home. It's some lively talk. Right, I know. Let's start off our week of birthdays by wishing a very happy birthday to the one and only Michael J. Fox. Hey! He turns 54 but can play anywhere from Marty McFly to Marty McFly's great, great grandfather. He's rangy. I, he's very rangy. I think everybody likes Michael J. Fox, and that's probably because he's from Canada. And when he pursued acting, he added the J to his name as an homage to what actor? False. I don't think that's the story. Oh, what do you Eric think Stoltz. it is? It's to Eric Stoltz. No. <laughs> oh, trick question here. Sorry. <laughs> what actor it's did he homage to add the J? Um, uh, Jack Nicholson. No. <laughs> Jack Nicholson, the golfer? No. That would be Michael J. Pollard. Michael J-A-Y. Who? Michael J. Pollard. Oh. What? The story I had heard oh. yes, tell us your story. What is, is that his middle name was Alan, Michael uh-huh. Allen Fox, and he wanted to go with Michael A. Fox, and he thought it sounded stupid, so he changed it to J. Michael J. It's Fox. actually both of those stories. What? Well, but he, did, he, didn't, want to, hey, he didn't want to be Michael A. Fox. You're right. They're both right. Hey, Michael J. Pollard from but, Little, Little Foss and Big Hall. story has nothing to do with her question. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's right. Yeah. But. All right. Now, we all it's know. It's a truthful story. <laughs> all right. We you, all, want to, you want to get into the details, Paul? We all know Fox is playing Alex P. Keaton and Family and his involvement in that had (laughs) it had his share of miracles by being involved first Fox got his job after Matthew Broderick turned it down to pursue movies what what second it was on Family Ties that he met his wife Tracy Poland yes and the biggest miracle was making a young male conservative entertaining for seven seasons I think the bigger miracle (laughs) is that of the girlfriends 
Courtney Cox and Tracy Poland. He married Tracy Poland. Mm. Yeah, and which one's Courtney less Cox crazy? Courtney Cox must be boring. <laughs> yeah, but Courtney's hot. Oh, Lord. Okay, he continues working currently on CBS as The Good Wife, despite struggling with Parkinson's disease since 2001, when it forced him to leave ABC's Spin City. And mm. somebody in here appeared on Spin City. <laughs> what? Well, I know it wasn't me. It wasn't me. Huh? I believe in the Charlie Sheen era. I was. It was the Charlie Sheen era. And was huh. he interesting? Um, yeah, you know what? He was. He was perfectly fine. You know, when you do, you're just doing your thing, and you're not, but yeah, he was fine. He I wasn't didn't. winning? He wasn't. <laughs> I don't think he was nuts. I think he was all right. I think, you know, I think he was I'm fine. glad you got out of that unscathed. Fox was yes. awesome. Good to I know. have his baby, but other than... No, I don't. I don't. He just One gave day it I'll to tell me. Him. Yeah. Was that a good choice for Matthew Broderick? <laughs> Oh yeah, should, should it was. He had just done War Games. I think he had just well, done I'm thinking War Games. Okay, I'm thinking, thinking of the time. Eighty two. He must yeah. have shot that in eighty one. Yeah. Probably said. All right, here, Adam. This is up your alley. Let's next up. Let's wish a very happy birthday to Jason Mewes. Ah, Jason Mewes. Turns, snooch to the nooch. <laughs> he turns forty one, but he can play anywhere from co star in a Kevin Smith movie to <laughs> a co star in a Kevin Smith movie. <laughs> when do they start charging for the bus? <laughs> you can't fault a guy for knowing where his bread is buttered, but just for fun, I. Any one of you, if you can name another movie that Muse has appeared in that is not a Kevin Smith movie, and there are 81 of them on this piece of paper. Anybody have one movie? Jurassic Park 2. (laughs) Close. (laughs) Three. No. No? Oh, well, Jay and Silent Bob make an appearance in Scream 4. I know no, that. but you're close. Oh, you are close. Can That's you guess Independence Day? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. You're very close with Scream. Ah. Not the first well, they, one. They make an appearance it's in... Scream 3. It is Scream 3. Oh, 3. Okay. Uh, also, maybe Pauly Shore's Dead. Anybody hear of that? Or Vulgar? No. Vulgar, that's Feast? Uh, Feast? That, I think uh, one of the... My horror movie. F- big fan independent movie. Um, Vigilante Diaries. Yoga Hosers. <laughs> Yoga Hosers. Well, that's an upcoming Kevin Smith. to take that <laughs> oh, off the list. Oh, that's yeah, Kevin Smith. Yeah, that's, that's Kevin Smith. Smith. Yeah. Unbelievable. All right. Also, Zach and Mary make a porno. That's also Kevin Smith. Take that off the list. Yeah, that's not on the list. <laughs> um, oh, here's a Harvey Weinstein, uh, because I know that we all like Harvey Weinstein so much. So during I the do. making, here we go. During the making of Chasing Amy and Dogma, it was learned that Muse's mother contracted HIV virus. Mm. When Jason attended the AIDS benefit hosted by Weinstein, he promised Weinstein promised Muse that he would get Muse's mother the best doctors in New York. A promise that he actually kept. Sadly, mm. the disease is so brutal that she passed away in 2000. But I don't want to go out on bad news. So not only happy birthday to Jason Muse, but congratulations on him becoming a father for the first time oh. two months ago with he and his wife, Jordan Monsado. They gave birth to Logan Lee Muse. Am I the only one Logan. surprised that that's the Sticky first time snooch. that's happened? I know. <laughs> <laughs> he made it all the way to 41 with yeah. that yeah, Slipping one past the goalie? Yeah. Right. And up <laughs> next up, let's wish a very happy birthday to Peter Dinklage. Who turns 46? That's the greatest name for a short person. Dinklage. A little person actor. Get this. A little person actor who pulled off the coolest ice feat of never playing an elf, yet he appeared in the movie Elf. Oh, he was fantastic in Elf. He was great. Oh, my God. I loved Elf. You know him in such films such as A Station Agent and X-Men Days of Future Past. And now he's skyrocketed to fame with his Emmy and Golden Globe winning role in HBO's Game of Thrones. And here's a fun fact for you, oh, okay, Bart. Good. Are you ready? <laughs> I do need to recover from your your otherwise yes, banal facts. Banal facts. Dinklage, like the aforementioned aforementioned Michael J. Fox, he is a vegetarian. So uh, might explain his 
Height. <laughs> You're so dumb. Stunted his growth. And, and Michael J. Fox, too. That's right. Hey, These are okay. not tall men. Now, listen. All the beef jerky his character eats in Station Agent is tofu. And Bart, you know how much I love when celebrities sing. Are we at that point already? Yeah, sure. Well, people ask me two <laughs> questions about Karen. Yes. All the time. They say, hey, can you tell me two interesting things about what Karen do you tell them? Can you tell me two interesting things about Karen Thanks, Well, Ruby. she's currently trying to clone D.B. D.B. Wong's Wong. B.D. Wong's Wong. B.D. Wong's Wong. So she can open a park called Jurassic Wong. But what about Peter's Dinklage? I was sitting on that for like 20 minutes. <laughs> that must have been uncomfortable. <laughs> it, felt old, it felt old coming out. <laughs> and she loves to hear when celebrities sing. I do. And Peter Dinklage was in a punk band called Wizzy. Oh, awesome. <laughs> he has the scar in his neck and his face from performing on stage at CBGB, where he was wiping himself, whipping himself into a frenzy on stage. <laughs> he was wiping he was his Hardcore two, two different He's, shows. Two different shows right he there. Smacked the his late head. show was the wiping. <laughs> he smacked his head into a fan's knee, and then he grabbed a dirty bar napkin, Ouch. dabbed his head, and went back on with the show. It was yeah. a total punk rock moment with blood everywhere, but it didn't stop him from rocking. But I'm not going to play that for you. Oh, no? No, I'm going to play oh. something else for you, a little more loungy. As we enjoy this song, Dinklage recently performed for a charity event, Red Nose Day, that comedy event. Mm. It's a duet with Coldplay, an homage to all the mm. main characters who've died on Game of Thrones. Yeah. Wow. Oh. Still going strong. He's still going strong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's such a deep voice for such a little man. Remembered Ned Stark, he was a lot of fun, so but fun. he didn't make it past season one. Oh, no. <laughs> Robert Baratheon. That wraps another movie showcast, everybody. <laughs> Together we are the movie guys. Individually we are. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at The Movie Guys. Daily jokes and links will be posted there as well as over at Facebook.com slash The Movie Guys. Also, we're on iTunes, Vimeo, YouTube, Funny or Die, SoundCloud, Vine, Instagram, LinkedIn, all that shit. Thanks to Ruth Rudnick. What are we plugging? What? Are you writing? Uh, I am writing. I'm, I'm working. I go to school at UCLA and I'm, I'm writing a book. It's a, oh, it's cool. a memoir, a childhood memoir. Oh, cool. Not a. It's not a show busy thing. It's a childhood memoir. Maybe cool. a, 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 a days in Boston. My days in Boston. Yeah. All right, cool. Nice. Um, oh, and find us uh, at uh, the movie guys. Also at Preston LA at the Boobay Sisters at Adam underscore Wit. Hey, by the way... Bart, uh, have you joined us yet? Yeah, I have an at something right. at Twitter. By the way, Michael Gelman, we mentioned earlier, he's leaving Chicago. He did, I think. I think he's uh, in Okay, the... if you go to the download with Justin Kaufman, this is last week, he does a, a huge long interview with him, which is amazing, about how he got to Second City, cool. everything oh, he learned that. there, and why he's leaving, and, and, and what he's taking with him sort of of Chicago. Where is he going? Uh, he is Canada. moving to Canada. That's right. Oh, he's Canada. moving to Canada. But it is a... Great interview. Wow. So go to the download, and that's my plug. And right. on Friday, on Fridays, I review movies for the movie guys on on uh, the download as well. Cool. So take a listen to that. And also thanks to Steve Schultz for his writing contributions to the show every week. And as always, we owe everything to Pat Peach. Yeah, Peach. Next week, <laughs> next week the drought is over in Los Angeles. Pixar is back. Oh, Inside Out will open, and we will talk about it. We'll I see you then. I thought there was gonna be a mudslide movie. He ain't in the credits for season five. <laughs>